2: Hello and welcome back to Season 6 of the Referendum Podcast, brought to you by FinFlamSports.com with your host, Big John, and lead analyst, Jesse J. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is your host, Big John, brought to you by Finflam Sports, and we are back again with lead analyst, Jesse J. Jesse, how you doing? Good. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. We just got done wrapping up week four of the NFL between the Giants... And the Seattle Seahawks. Um, real quick, first thoughts of that game. What, what did you think happened tonight?
0: I think what we saw was the Giants just not having a competitive offense. They just, they, they struggled doing anything. Daniel Jones had 200 yards passing, two interceptions. He was sacked 10 times. You can't win with that. And I think they're going to regret paying Daniel Jones. I just think the biggest issue facing the Giants. Is that they paid a quarterback? They probably should have actually just waited and let play
2: on the franchise tag instead. They you were the you were the one the saying don't pay him the entire it's, time. You said don't pay him, and they did, and you didn't like the fact that they did it when they did it during during this offseason.
0: Yeah, it just never made sense. That's what the franchise tag is for: is to basically validate what you're seeing throughout a season that he had a nice season in, in uh twenty twenty two. Could he follow it up with another good season in twenty twenty three? And he didn't. And it's not like he had great numbers in twenty twenty two, but he was he made the third you name two. He ran around a little bit. Their schedule wasn't maybe the hardest, but they, they, they were
2: able to make the playoffs and they won a the playoff game. This team Correct. is not and, close to a and, and mind you, they've had four games so far this week three of those in prime time. And they've lost all three. And they played horrible in all of them. Absolutely. And uh, that's just the issue with the
0: Giants is that they don't have a ton of talent. So they have to be mistake free and they need the quarterback to be efficient. And he has not done that this year.
2: And how did you think uh, the Seahawks What Pete Currow did?
0: So the Seahawks are interesting because the the Seahawks, the the Seahawks are a team that's immensely talented. They have a lot of new pieces on defense. It was always going to take them a little bit of time to gel on defense. And I think this is, this showing was more the Giants ineptitude than it was maybe Seattle being just great on defense, but this is a positive sign for them. Uh, The one thing that you do worry about is, you know, look like he got banged up in this game. Yes. Um, And you, you need him to be healthy. If you want to be the, if you want to be the best of yourself, but what we saw is the Seahawks have a good team. The Seahawks have a playoff caliber team and that this team is going to be hard to beat late in the season because they have a good quarterback. They have good pass catchers. We'll see how the defense continues to improve throughout the season. But this Seattle team is going to be good.
2: They had 11 sacks just tonight. 11 in one game against Daniel Jones of the Giants. That's that's insane.
0: Well, uh, 10 on Daniel Jones, one on Paris Campbell. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it, I just you don't ever really see a quarterback get sacked ten times.
2: That's just is, is it is it is it fair to say that the Giants lost the game more so than the Seahawks won the game? No, I just think you saw the the gap between teams.
0: The Giants' one win came in a big comeback against the Cardinals, who were one of the worst teams in the NFL.
2: Actually, I I I would still argue that point that I still think that the Cardinals are a better team than the Giants. They just so happen to lose because of their inexperience. Well, that 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 that's part of the problem too. Is that they had a they have a rookie head coach and
0: they have a lot of new pieces. The Giants mostly have the same pieces. They just you can tell last year might have been an aberration just based off how they played the season. They've not been competitive in any game.
2: Regardless of the win and loss comments, uh, win and loss columns, I will tell you this in my opinion, and I've said it since week one: the Cardinals are a good competitive team who actually play better than the Giants. From week one to week four, I think that's been in the entire. The proof is in the pudding. Whether whether they won or not, they've been more competitive in every single game that they've had than the Giants even came close to. I yeah, think-
0: and the Cardinals, they they should have beaten the Giants, and they should they had a chance to beat the Commanders, and that's really all you're asking for from a team that doesn't have a ton of talent. And well, the Giants is that people like, well, maybe they could be a playoff team. NFC is not great. So maybe if they, even if they take a step back, they could be right there. But they clearly haven't. Their quarterback is a liability and they don't seemingly have any way to fix it.
2: Well, I mean, and I'm a huge Seahawks fan. You know, I love Pete Carroll um, and Geno Smith. But again, they got to work on their third down conversions. I think that hurt them a lot. The score could have been a lot higher. Um, but a, w, a dub's a dub. But yeah, they went, I, I they went three of, and 12 on third downs.
0: Yeah, I think part of the reason we we saw um, Seattle kind of throttle back on offense is because Geno got hurt and they were just trying to get through the game. It, it it was pretty apparent that the Giants had no they posed no threat to him in this game, and that that's basically the ultimate sign of disrespect is the the Seattle being able to score enough where they knew there's no shot the Giants had at coming back.
2: Any more comments we want to uh,
0: talk about on tonight's game? No, I just I just think you, uh, I think what you saw in this game is a team headed in a positive direction and a team headed in a negative direction that the Giants are going to, if the Giants do have a top five pick or maybe a top 10 pick, if they, even though they just paid Daniel Jones, they might want to look at taking another quarterback.
2: Okay, let's get into uh, some of the headlines heading into week four, heading into week five or coming out of week, heading into week four, coming out of week four, heading into week five. Um.
1: Did the how? Okay.
2: Um, how did the Colts do this week? Did they ever receive a trade offer for Jonathan Taylor? Is T. Higgins out for the rest of the season? What injury did he sustain? How did Justin Herbert look this week? Um, more drama. Chicago. Is Chance Claypool looking for looking to go to Kansas to the Kansas City Chiefs? That and more. Um, real quick, let's break it down. Who shined? Who thrived? And who failed? Recapping Week Four right now. Let's get it started. Jess, what you got? Who is your game of the week? My game of the week was the Eagles and the Commanders. I felt
0: like that was the most well-played game of the week. Uh, I think you, I think if you're a Commanders fan, you have to be thrilled by how how Sam Howell played. I felt like he he had a rough week against the Bills last week. But I, I think what, it was two things. You saw that the Eagles defense clearly isn't as good as they were last year. I didn't think the Eagles defense was great. I think they kind of beat up on a lot of bad quarterbacks last year. But they right. had a good and they could they they could at least do things pretty well this year. I think you're seeing their defense as clearly taking a step back. And I, if you're the commanders, though, you've got to be a little bit
2: excited about what Eric Bandamy
0: has done with Sam Howell.
2: Yeah, and I thought they were overrated last week. Um, I mean last year, I'm sorry, the um, the defense for the Eagles. Totally. Yeah. I thought they were um, overrated myself. Um, regarding the Commanders, obviously, just to let everyone know, I had COVID. For a week and a half. So we didn't get to do last week's show coming into this week. This is the first I didn't really watch any of the games. Um, so Jess has this is all his show. But just speaking on Eric Bienneme, regardless of how what you say about Sam Howe, I don't think that offense has really been as powerful as it should have been with enemy at the helm of the offense, with the exception of this week. They looked really strong.
0: I don't even think that's necessarily fair because Miami is dealing with a fifth what a fifth round quarterback. Who's basically a rookie. He's he, yeah. He played one game last year, but he's learning a new offense this year. Um, it's a, the, 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 the offense BNB comes from is a demanding offense requires a quarterback to be able to control a lot of things. I think how really other than the game against the bills, three of the four games, he's look, he's looked serviceable and that's really all you can ask. That's all you can ask for him. I think this is, this is the idea for Washington is to be able to get the ball to guys like Terry McLaurin, get the ball to guys like Curtis Samuel, De- De'Ami Brown, Jahan Dotson, spread the ball around, and how we saw him, he can run around a little bit. I think this is which, what Eric Bammy ideally wants out of the Panthers' offense. It's just, it's taking a little bit of time to get there because they have such a young quarterback. He's also not maybe the most talented prospect. And I, I think we're saying Eric Bain we have to kind of adjust on the fly with him. Any comments on the um, the defense for the commanders? Uh, that to me is would be the most concerning part of it is their defense, I don't think it's been that good. And they spent a lot of resources on defense, especially on the defensive end. Yeah. So you kind of wonder, do they do something with Jack Del Rio? I, I think right now, if the season were to go south, they clearly are going. Uh, they, I think they clearly fired Ron Rivera and promoter the enemy. It seems like the offensive guys have really responded to him, and Ron and Ron Rivera not going for two at the end of the game, with Washington scoring, have a chance to take the lead late in the game. Them not going for two, I think, really put them at a disadvantage. They Washington isn't a good enough team to not try to go for two in that situation. You you this
1: have to been
2: the problem with Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera for the past few several years. You he had he can he can keep his mindset in the game, but he cannot go above and beyond to make sure he wins a game.
0: You you scored with no time left. You have to go. You have to go for the win instead yes. of OT. You have one play to win the game. If you yep. make it, you win. If you don't, you lose. But I I'd rather the play come down to one. I'd rather the game come down to one play than just going to OT with the Eagles, who you would have trouble stopping all day.
2: I'm with you hundred percent. Um, I haven't been a fan of Ron Rivera. I've written several articles about the Washington Redskins or Washington commanders getting rid of Ron Rivera, the Taylor Heineke fiasco, um, on Vin Flam sports, check it out. I haven't, I haven't been a fan, but, um, so that's your game of the week. Let's break down the five disappointments for you this week. Teams, right. players, or coaches who you got. Number one. So my
0: five, my number one disappointment is the Eagles defense. I think you clearly see they're not the same. Uh, they they they've let teams move the ball on them, and you can if you have any type of offensive line, you can throw the ball all over the Eagles. Their their defensive backs are older and they're not particularly fast. They're going to definitely be a concern going into the later part of the season. I just I think they're clearly not the same on their defense and. They beat up on bad quarterbacks last year, but I still think, okay, you, you could rely on them having a veteran secondary and a really powerful pass rush. And I don't really think they have either. I think their pass rush is good. I don't think it's as good as last year and their secondary. They do look older and slower there.
2: Well, to me, they're, they're, their biggest challenge comes up this week against uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you have a strong offense and you have a solid defense
0: with and, the, and the the one week the one weakness you would say on the Rams is oh, offensive line. So this is going to be
2: a test for the Rams' O line, and a yes. test to see how good the Eagles' pass rush really is. Yes, and Matthew Stafford is still throwing dimes, and they had a a great turnaround with um that win last week. So he did what he was supposed to. People have been sleeping on them. I don't know why, but um Matthew Stafford's playing at a, at a, at a great level. Regardless if he throws an interception or so, it happens. But he's been playing at a consistent strong level since week one. Um, This is going to be their biggest test. Is that defense good enough to step up to make sure Matthew Stafford can't throw that ball? If they can't, the game is going to be over quick
1: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Who's
2: your number two, Jess?
0: The Dolphins' defense. They were really bad. They... They they the first couple weeks they kind of feasted on some bad quarterbacks and beating up on bad teams and then they played the bills and they got smacked um i think the biggest issue i have with the dolphins is that they've invested a lot in their pass rush and seemingly all those guys are banged up bradley chubb hasn't been overly effective uh Jalen phillips their best pass rusher he's hurt right now and you you look at it they had week one versus the chargers we know the chargers we know the Chargers have a pretty good offense, but in their defense is not good. So they beat up on the Chargers. They beat the Patriots. They beat the, they just absolutely destroy the Broncos. And then the first real team they play, they lay an entire, a huge goose egg. Um,
2: they're they, they they, they, overhyped hitting, hitting into week four or what? Or were they appropriately hyped considering I, the team that they beat, they're supposed to beat? I think their offense will still be good. And I think to be
0: able to put up points, I do worry about the defense in games, though, because I I don't think Tua a level quarterback where he can consistently go thirty and forty points a game, and I think you're going to need your defense to be better, and you need to lean on them at times. And that that, that that's just that's going to be the flaw with <laughs> the dog is I think they have a really good offense that'll put up pretty good numbers, especially against bad teams. But when they play good teams, can you can you win a game that's twenty-four to twenty or twenty-seven twenty-three?
2: I mean, Tua played good. He had he went twenty-five for thirty-five, two hundred and eighty-two yards, one touchdown, and one interceptions, but that's I mean, it's the touchdowns that that didn't measure up to Josh Allen, who went twenty-one for twenty-five, three twenty, and four touchdowns.
0: It felt like to uh did it felt like something happened with and the Bills were able to adjust basically after the first two drives. The Dolphins most of their success came in the first two drives, and then after that it became it became a slog for them, which is confusing because they ran the ball pretty well, and I it just if it feels like they need to rely a little bit more on the run. I know they got down, but you need to rely a little bit more on the run. Their defense also just can't let the Bills hold the ball as much as they did. I mean dropped well, 21 to 25, 320, four touchdowns. They ran the ball 29. It's not like they ran the ball great either. It's just if if you're if you're Miami, you've got to get more out of your defense. You've invested too many assets in it for them to be that bad. What happened to Tyreek? Looked like he took a little shot on the knee, maybe took a helmet to the knee. Uh, he'll probably, I think he'll probably be, it doesn't seem like he's gonna be too serious, but maybe maybe he misses a week just because you don't know how bad the bruise is or if they want to play him with the brews, they play the giants next week. So you, you wonder if they just sit
1: him just to make sure he's healthy. Gotcha.
2: They two were sacks four times. Um, Is Von Miller back?
0: He's, uh, he's coming back in the next couple weeks. He's starting to practice. So you expect him to return in the next couple weeks.
2: Okay. Yeah, they. You figure you had probably the two front runners for MVP con, with Tua and Tyreek heading into this game. Now, I have heard nothing about them the entire day, besides the fact that they lost.
0: Well, no, this MVP,
2: was, no MVP talk at all. This
0: was a real test for the Dolphins. It's it's one thing to beat the Chargers, who have their problems and are probably going to fire their coach at the end of the season. The Patriots, who look completely lost offensively and and then the broncos who if they hadn't just hired their coach i'd be telling you they're probably going to fire him at the end of the season so right this was this was a real test but it 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 is it is still early in the season i wouldn't panic about it too much but it's something to take note of and your number three disappointment matt eber flew from the chicago bears head coach oh man they get up justin fields is rolling Okay, so they have they have a turnover. Russ was able to bring him back. The game is tied, and then late in the game, you have a choice: fourth and one. Do you go for it, try to get the first down, run the timeout, and maybe even score a touchdown, take control of the game? I, because they still might have kicked field goal, and the Broncos might have a chance to respond. But mm-hmm. they had a decision late in that game: do you go for it or do you take take the points, kick the field goal? Their play on fourth and one was a shotgun run play which i think is the worst play in the nfl and college football i would get rid of it it is it is terrible and teams continue to run it instead of just running the quarterback sneak or going a run power up the middle i i don't understand what chicago was doing on that play and i and that's why he's on my disappointments list is i feel like that game was firmly in control of the bears and then started a spiral and he's
2: not the type of coach that can bail you out he, he, well, I told you, who, I told you who they bring, who they bring in to 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 coach him, but I mean, otherwise, who's the who's the interim coach that they that they choose if they were to fire him tomorrow? They don't have anybody on their staff. I I can't see anyone on their
0: staff who is a who is a experienced head coach. I mean, you, at this point, you almost want to see if Lovey Smith would come back for half a season, right? Or you know, the last twelve games of the season, because I I don't see anyone on this coaching staff who I would be trusting to give a interim head coaching title to. And, and and that's just, the Bears just, they had a spot to, it looked like this game was going to be a game where they got right and then it just spiraled and they weren't able to stop it. And that's got to be tough on a young quarterback like Justin Fields. He played really well, but the, he had one turnover, the big fumble, gets transferred a touchdown. Late in the game, He gets he gets the trust from, the offense gets the trust from his head coach, but instead of Having them run the ball with fields, who was their best running threat, they run up the middle and don't get it and then lose the game. It just nothing about what the Bears did in that last ending sequence made sense at all.
2: No, it didn't. Um, and I, I see, like I said, I didn't watch any of the games really, and probably well, basically none, um, except with a few highlights. But um, from what I saw in the highlights, it looked really bad. And the person I told you several weeks ago that they should hire. Who's five and zero right now at Michigan is John Harbaugh. That that's the guy that they have to hire, in my opinion. I think that's the main guy. He's if if he goes undefeated at Michigan, that's the guy to get for your football team to lead you in the right direction. And yeah. with him, I, I think it's a perfect um, combination. I I just don't think Har- I think
0: Harbaugh is a very short term fix because of his personality that I think he kind of wears on people. And he's also not someone I would want to give full control of an NFL team because he just he kind of he's just kind of a he's kind of seems like an erratic personality. I don't think I'd want to give him full control, which is what I think it would take to get. See, him. I'm
2: not saying I'm not saying long term. What I'm saying is right now you need somebody who's strong. That coaching staff on the Bears they don't have they have no one who's strong. They have no strong wood person. They need a strong wood person to get the job. It doesn't mean John Harbaugh has to be there for fucking ten years. Give him five to sh- get that organization keep going and getting that whole offense in the right direction. That's the guy to do it. Yeah, I think the Bears are better
0: off just seeing how the season plays out and then making your head coaching decision based off how the season plays out. Because this they're going to go over seventeen. It's it, the season looks like it's going to go south. They're probably going to have two top five picks. You probably just take a quarterback and then you try to hire. A, a offensive mind to pair with the quarterback because i think the bears had it half right they had naggy and they had fields and they then get rid of naggy and ever since then i don't think fields has looked the same he did his rookie season it's not like fields lit the it's not like he lit everything on fire his rookie season but he looked much more confident as a passer with matt naggy as his coach and mm-hmm. yeah matt naggy may not be perfect and he may not be Andy Reid, but the difference between Matt Nagy and his coaching staff and his team's preparedness, as opposed to what it is now in Chicago, it's a big difference. And I know people in Chicago like to hate on Matt Nagy and yeah, he had his flaws. He had his issues with play calling. They're what they have now their offense never seemed to click, but I don't think you can all put that on Matt Nagy. I think a lot of that was Ryan pace and him not being able to consistently add talent to that offense. Right. And you just wonder what fields look like if Matt Nagy stayed as the Bears head coach.
1: The other guy I
2: would say, I don't know if it's possible. Um, I was just thinking about this about for about 30 seconds. If they can somehow do a trade for Justin Fields to Pittsburgh, I think that would be pretty interesting and have Mike Tomlin coach him. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett has really struggled and... I mean, is is that, I mean, you're the guy who knows all that contractually. Is that a possible thing for that to happen? I can't see
0: the Steelers giving up on a first round pick that quick with Kenny Pickett. I just, I can't see it that it would, I think it'd make a lot of sense because they have a, the Steelers have the pieces offensively to be good. They just don't, their offensive line, I I think could be better, but they have a lot of skill position players and it just,
2: the question would be then whether it's, who's the better player right now? Pickett or is Fields? I I think it's Fields. I think Fields is the better player. I mean, if you watch Kenny
0: Pickett play, he's he's one of the lower tier quarterbacks in the NFL.
2: Okay, so then even though they don't want to give up on him, they can gain something by giving him away to somebody else. Yeah, I I think they're going to blame their offensive coordinator before they blame Kenny
0: Pickett fully. I I think that's going to be the thing is they're going to blame Matt Canada and hire a new offensive coordinator after the season and give Penny Pickett or Kenny Pickett one more year, going into year three, then understand. them move on and try to
2: get another quarterback. I I think they're gonna ride Kenny Pickett out as long as they can. See, and if that's if that's ownership, that's ownership. But if that's the the head coach making those decisions, that makes me want to, that makes me get pissed at Mike Tomlin because you're more worried about the ego for the fucking owner and the GM opposed to the fucking ego for your team. You're not trying to win. It, and. That that
0: actually gets me into my fourth disappointment, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, their offense is a complete mess, and their defense has some problems, which is just... It was surprising, considering the Texans don't have a ton of talent, but C.J. Stroud looked really comfortable, and he got after them. He, his so, mid- T.J.
2: Watt didn't perform at all? Did what? T.J. Watt did not perform at all like he's been for since week
0: one? Well, I, I just think the Steelers rely too much on, on T.J. Watt. If he's not making... If he's not creating explosive plays for, for on the defense for the offense, their offense is basically worthless. I just the, the Steelers are probably the, one of the more dis- uh, disappointing teams this season. They had really high expectations, especially. And I know you, I know personally. For me, I don't consider preseason to be that much of a barometer. But people thought, man, the Steelers might be one of those teams competing. Yes. Uh, with the Chiefs, with going to the season, the Bengals and Bills and they're not even close to that cj stroud didn't have a big completion percentage day but 16 out of 30 306 yards two touchdowns for a rookie quarterback he didn't get sacked they absolutely torched the steelers defense with a limited receiving court and limited weapons for cj stroud and now they're all
2: are two and two
0: right uh, yes yeah, Texas are two and two they're they've been one of the surprise teams so far at least in my opinion they they've they look like they have a quarterback, and it looks like with Will Anderson, he he might end up being a really dynamic uh, dynamic pass rusher. So you got to be pretty excited about that.
1: Whoa. But going get it back
0: to finish up with the Steelers. I just think this is a team in a they're, they're completely in a mess. They're probably going to get rid of their offense coordinator. They're probably going to bring someone else in, and they're probably going to roll with Pickett one more year. But I. Uh, we'll see if it's just play calling with Pickett and coaching. I I, I tend to think he was an older prospect coming out in. And- okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
1: More than once, actually.
0: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I know Burrow was too as well, and he's, and he's been successful at least his first couple years up into this season. But Pickett, that was that was the problem with him, is he's not the biggest dude in the world. He can move a little bit, but he wasn't a great prospect. And he hasn't really he, he doesn't look at anything more than maybe a backup quarterback who just is struggling with his first
2: offensive system. See now it's say then he needs to he, he needs to go somewhere. Sometimes a different scenery helps everything. And that's what I'm saying with Justin Fields. Get him to fucking Pittsburgh, get Pickett. Chicago, you never know. There might be some different type of synergy for both players in two different locations. And just to comment on C.J. Stroud real quick, he has uh, he, Texas rookie qu- uh, quarterback C.J. Stroud has 1,212 passing yards this season and has surpassed Andrew Luck and his 1,208 passing yards for the second most passing yards by a player in his first four NFL games. Only Cam Newton with 1,386 had more. Stroud is a second quarterback in NFL history with no interceptions in each of his first four NFL starts, minimum 30 attempts in each. That's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, he's been he's been really he's been really good so far. He surprised a lot of people. Uh, the Texans their next three games, Falcons, Saints and Panthers. They have a legit chance to build to be a surprise team going going into further into the season the texans are, the texans i mean you look at their schedule and some of the teams they play they might if they can oh these next three games are important because if they're successful with these next three games come out with a winning at least i would say if they win at least two of the next three games which would put them at what 4 and 3 they mm-hmm. we might have to talk about them as a playoff team now i don't i, I don't think they're going to be some crazy team that's going to win playoff games and oh man they're making a big run but for a team that was that bad last year. Number two pick, have fired coaches and back to back seasons. The Texans are
2: in a good spot right now. And just real quick, uh, one more thing on the on the Steelers. TJ Watt coming into this game was the defensive player of the of the month. Um, he had for the AFC. He had eleven tackles, six sacks, five tackles for losses, um, two forced fumbles, fumble return, a forced fumble return. Um, he did great. But me just seeing those numbers. That's amazing, but knowing what Khalil Mack just did two days ago makes it 10, that much more incredible. On on hit on on Mack's part, he had six sacks in one game. Just to you know, just put that out there: six sacks in one game, almost breaking Derek Thomas's record for the most sacks in one game. Yeah, I would just argue that I didn't really think it was that
0: impressive. I thought he was fine, but the Raiders. I'm just Hawkins saying. I'm just saying. The and he's playing against a quarterback who just kept running into sacks. Like, Excuse me, sir. I, had, I just had to put that out there, just to be fair. But moving I mean, on, what's your fifth one? Uh, and my and my last disappointment is Derek Carr. I know he was injured coming into this week, but Alvin Kamara had 13 catches for 33 yards. That should really tell you all about the game.
2: Derek Carr had what, it was just before the before the show we were talking about. You were talking about how he should have not had played in the first place, correct?
0: Yeah, I mean it. He clearly wasn't healthy. He couldn't throw the ball down the field, and it really neutered. The Saints offense. Derek Carr was twenty three of thirty seven for one hundred twenty seven yards. you You can't win with that. that those are those are sophomore college quarterback you don't really trust level numbers.
1: And it, it just
0: I don't think James Winston is the greatest quarterback in the world, and I know he had one attempt at an interception in this game, but I think you would just you got to give him the full week of practice and you just got to roll with him. Okay, I got because, a question for you. It's not like it's not like the Saints don't have enough talent on offense. Where if James played an entire game with a week of practice, they couldn't put up twenty points and at least have a chance to be in the game. Yep, um, I have a question. He injured his right arm, correct? His throwing arm. I do not know which arm it was. I, I'm not 100 confident which one it was, but I know so he I'm
2: did ask you. He hurt his throwing shoulder or his elbow. That year, he was going on that campaign for MVP. Late into the season, and then he got hurt, and he didn't play again. He broke. He broke his leg late in the season. He broke his leg. I'm sorry, but he also fell on his arm, though. I I don't remember if he did or not. So I was just wondering, maybe that that irritated something.
0: I, I don't know. I think when it comes to Derek Carr, that's just kind of what he is. Is he's he's going to throw a lot of short passes. He'll take some shots deep, but w- Derek Carr, if if Derek Carr doesn't have the protection, he's not going to throw the ball down the field. He's not one of these quarterbacks that is going to take shots down the field if he doesn't see it. Um, and I just think you saw what the Saints' offense is—they had a—they had a really neutered offense. They probably should have ran the ball more. I mean, I'm, I'm Alvin Kamara, eleven carries, fifty-one yards. They—they they probably should have ran the ball a little bit more and helped their quarterback. I—that's I, I, one of those ones where you just kind of got to sit Derek Carr down and. You you gotta sit Derek Carr down and you gotta play James Winston. You were it was a home game. You give him give him the week of practice. You play the Patriots next week. I I feel like I feel like that team should have not played an injured quarterback like that. Because it was it was obvious that
2: he wasn't right. Um the Saints are two and two right now. I have noticed um just watching the previous three games that Derek Carr has looked very reserved and very conservative with throwing the football um i don't know if that's on purpose or what but it it seems to me that he's not trying to make any mistakes and i think him not being the risk taker that he usually is that i saw in oakland oakland or las vegas i think that's a, a hindrance to his to his to his game um so hopefully he opens his 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 game up to to throwing more passes down the field and being more of a risk taker. Well, this is he would launch that ball. This is what Derek Carr
0: is. He's going to throw a lot of short passes, especially when he doesn't trust his offensive line. It doesn't seem like he really trusts the coaching staff and the play calling, so he's going to default to throwing the ball short. And that's just kind of what Derek Carr's problem has been his entire career. You combine that with the shoulder injury, like
2: he he he's he's not in a state where he should have been playing. So the um, that's your five disappointments. Who are your uh, five surprises? Who do you got for number one?
0: Uh, this is going to be a surprise kind of in the negative is the
2: Eagles defense. I was really shocked by how – by how – so You said control- they were your number one disappointment. Now you're saying that they're your number one surprise because how bad they are.
0: Yeah, just because – well, it's just how they played. It was how in control, Sam how looked as a young quarterback. <laughs> I just – I I to me it was really one of those things where I knew their defense wasn't that great but that that, that was one of those games that should give you it should give you concern if you're an Eagles fan because if Sam Howell's doing that to your defense what is Dak Prescott going to do to your defense what are some of these better offenses in the NFC going to do to your defense yes. and it it just it surprised me by how they They had almost no resistance late in the game. How just was able to drive down the field on them, and it just it it surprised me by how almost punchless they looked on defense. That's fair, that's fair. Um, surprise, Anthony Richardson. Uh, I thought he played really well. They, the number two, yes, my number two was surprised. Uh, they got down to the Rams, uh, but he was able to turn around, they came back, got it to overtime. They lose the game, but. I think what you saw with Anthony Richardson is that the traits are there, the physical abilities there. And that second half, he was really, 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 really good. And that's why you take a quarterback like Anthony Richardson, maybe not fully polished yet, but he's got all the physical tools to be
2: a top five quarterback in the NFL. True, but he's still taking stupid hits. That He can't do that. You, he's you still can't. taking stupid hits. I did see some highlights about what he was doing. And I'm like, oh, my God, the kid's going to hurt himself. Yeah, they, they, they're
0: they going to have to – and that's part of the reason why some of these teams are trying to tone down running with their quarterback. It's just you don't want them taking the extra hits because, like, look how electric Andy Richardson can be with his arm. You would, you would rather him not take the hits, and that's something the Colts are going to continue working on, but you can see the talent there with Andy Richardson. Yes, yes, you can. He's very, very my, good. My third surprise was Zach Wilson. I thought he played a pretty good game against the Chiefs. Um, he, it, it started out, it didn't start out great. Uh, didn't end great with the fumble, but I thought he, I thought he, he showed enough that if he played 75% of what he played against the chiefs, the, the jets probably aren't a playoff team, but they could win eight or nine games
1: and so, and they
2: you know, could, they could so have it. Did an interesting the chiefs game. win that game or did the, did the jets, um, and the refs blow that game?
0: No, I mean the Chiefs won the game. The, Mahomes was the guy making the runs on the third downs to seal the game. I, I just felt like it was one of those games the Chiefs got up, and they almost expected the Jets to quit, and they turned it off, and they couldn't really turn it back on. the The reason they won was because Mahomes was able to make a couple scrambles and get out of that game. Kind of felt like the Chiefs felt like the Jets would roll over, and they just kind of, they just kind of were in reserve mode. Yes. My fourth surprise is the is the Seahawks defense. I felt like this was the best you this is what you envision the Seahawks defense being when they made all the changes uh, in the offseason. Eleven and, sacks tonight, eleven sacks tonight. And it was it was against the Giants who are really struggling and they don't really have an identity without Saquon Barkley. But if Seattle's defense shows any improvement like that, they're gonna be a hard team to beat in the NFC and they're gonna surprise they're gonna surprise the team. If, if their defense can just be any can any more consistent and any f- twenty five fifty percent of what they were tonight, because their defense last season in the first few weeks of this season was so bad and they couldn't get a pass rush, that this is any sign that things have improved. The Seahawks going to be a really dangerous team this season. Where was DK Metcalf in this game? I just think it was the Seahawks not being able to throw the ball down the field or really even wanting to throw the ball at all. It seemed like after Geno got hurt, they just kind of want to. They wanted to get out of this game, and I don't really blame them considering the Giants showed no ability to even challenge them. You just want to get out of the game, and if he has no catches or if he has
2: one catch, you don't really care. You just want to get out of the game healthy. Well, you had the guy from Kansas City um, start as the backup quarterback. Oh, Drew Locke, Yeah, uh, Drew
0: Locke is an interesting player. He just he he's the he's the quarterback who plays like he. There's Patrick Mahomes, where you see him run around doing crazy stuff and just the elite-level play he has. And then there's guys who think they're Patrick Mahomes and are not Patrick Mahomes, and that is Drew Locke. Sometimes it works. Most of the time, it doesn't. It's a disaster.
1: Um, let me see, real quick.
2: And... Real quick. I, what is going on with Darren Waller? Is this back that fucked up where he can't play right? Or is this Daniel Jones that bad there where he can't get that ball to him?
0: I think it's a combination of both things. I think Waller he's had a recurring back issue. I would say what the last couple seasons, maybe yes. two. And it's also the Daniel Jones and these things.
2: Well, how long are the, are the are the Bills locked in for? I mean, are the Giants locked in for with him? I
0: believe. Let I believe he has. I think two more seasons left on his deal. Okay.
2: Well, but gonna, or they're going to get get rid of their head coach. Because the head, head coach was throwing the damn um, tablet at his quarterback sitting on the bench. I mean, it's going to come down to whose decision was it to pay Daniel Jones? Was it
0: was it Brian DeBall or was it Joe showing their GM? It's going to come. Nobody calls down to, him DeBall. They call him Dayball. Whatever the fuck his name is, I don't care. Um, did, if, maybe, maybe you should work on his last. Instead of caring about his last name, maybe you should work on having Daniel Jones not suck ass.
2: True. Well, he threw uh, that pick six, and they were right in each other's faces, and Daniel Jones was not giving any emotion, not going back at him, barking at him whatsoever. He just walked right past him, and then that's when they started getting it. You know, you could see Dayball was getting pissed because he was giving no no feedback from his quarterback. Well, yeah, but- and they,
0: they Bar- This is If you do want to know why, running backs for most teams aren't important, but if you want to know which teams running backs are important for, this is a, an example of a running back being a offense's entire scheme is just get the ball to Saquon Barkley and get him touches because when they don't have him Daniel Jones that that was basically the argument for not paying Daniel Jones is that Saquon if you take him away Daniel Jones basically does nothing well yes and that's what we saw in this game is that that giant's offense did nothing well and it's been like that for most of the season
2: well Brian there, Day was a, a, he's an offensive it, he's an offensive minded head coach it's his decision to realize. What should be happening? So is he the problem? I think I, I think he's a good
0: offensive coach. I think he's a I think he has the ability to be a good head coach. I just think paying Daniel Jones was such a big mistake. If anything, that should have shown you can take most quarterbacks and get serviceable play out
2: of them. And okay, but what about the play calling in the game? If the play calling in the game is not going right, and he's the offensive coordinator, he's an offensive minded head coach. Is he making the calls? Or is his offensive coordinator making his offensive coordinator making the
0: calls for him? I, I believe he lets his offensive coordinator, which is Mike Kafka, make the calls. Well, then but he's yeah. doing a bad job. There's I don't think there's anything you could do with Daniel Jones. Like that team just doesn't have the offensive no. firepower of or the capability at quarterback to just be effective. Like what we're I, seeing out of Daniel Jones is what he was his first what three seasons in the NFL, three fact. four seasons. This is what we. This is the. This is. What Daniel Jones was his first few seasons in the NFL. And to pretend like, oh man, well, he played okay last year. It's not like his numbers were that great last year. He just, he just, he got a little bit of a run and you had a little bit of synergy with your play calling. But this year it's tougher. And without Saquon Barkley, they just, he, he, you have no worry about Daniel Jones except he can run a little bit. That's it. He, you don't really fear him beating you with his arm. True. And your number five? Or was that your number five? No, my number five is Baker Mayfield. Uh, I thought, once again, he looked really good. And it makes you kind of wonder. I know the Buccaneers had a lot of injuries on the O-line. And that things didn't go right for them last season. But Baker just being a little bit more mobile and having a little bit more live of an arm than Tom Brady, I I think, is benefiting them. And that's not the – I mean, that, that's not – That's not I should Tom Brady but I mean I it's clearly looking like Tom Brady was part of the problem last year That him not being maybe fully committed And him being 45 years old Was a problem I don't think the age had anything To do with it I think Baker looks Shit had something to do with it more so than Anything else did what Off the field and that that Maybe that's what it was but I mean what you're saying Is a focused healthy Baker Mayfield And And you're right the Bucks look like They might be a playoff team they look what happened to Mike Evans the He did horrible the the Bucks look like they might be the team we thought that maybe, or at least you thought
2: the Saints could be. I never said the Saints were going to be that great. You, I, you were, fucking, you were picking up little Derrick Hard win the MVP. No, I was telling you what that Keyshawn Johnson. I told you Keyshawn Johnson said yeah. that he says that they can go to the Super Bowl or they'll be the team in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, you you were you were you were on the Derrick Carr might be
2: okay bandwagon, and I was telling well, you. I was, I was, I was. He was MVP though. I may have said that, but um, who's your, uh, so that was your number five, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm very surprised that he's doing that well, but also if, if Baker Mayfield would have had that surgery before his last year in Cleveland, some things could have been saved and his focus could have been a lot better than making pro- commercials in Cleveland for Progressive, where they're headquartered every other day. And have that be his image opposed to his game being his image. I think that hurt him a lot, too.
0: I just find it interesting that the Cleveland has had so many issues kind of with quarterback and their, and their play outside of that 2020 season with Baker Mayfield. It makes me think their coach might be the problem. Maybe more than Baker was the problem, which I know. Like, people like to Baker, and it's fun to kind of show Baker at times. Just because his personality, but it makes Mm. me kind of think that the Browns might not have the right coach. If especially if you look at how they played against the Ravens, I mean, I know they had a backup quarterback, a rookie backup quarterback playing in uh, Watson's plays, but it makes you kind of think. It makes you kind of think if maybe their coach was a problem, not Baker, or at least their coach
2: was a bigger problem than Baker. That's fair. Um, so. We've done the five disappointments, five surprises. Now let's go to the five I told you so's. They are Burrow. who we thought they were. Burrow. Burrow is the Bengals. And if you look at,
0: I would say in this way, it's, it's, it's Burrow and Bengals is my first told you so. The Bengals have no faith that they can win any game if Burrow's not playing. And Zach, basically was basically, Zach Taylor is basically telling you that by them continuing to try Burrow out there, who's clearly either not healthy or not right, or, and or both. And they clearly don't trust that they can win with a backup quarterback. They think they'd probably get routed. But at this point, you're getting routed with Burrow. So you might as well just play – you might as well play the backup quarterback get your quarterback healthy. And if you're out of it, you're out of it. And if you need to rest Burrow the entire season and just build the season away, get a high pick and get a left tackle or something, do that. But what they're doing – Do they even
2: try to get another quarterback? No, I don't, I don't think they would. Well, what they're well, doing – He, he would the, miss – he would miss two seasons out of five years. I mean, he
0: missed half a season in his rookie year. He missed oh, half. A come season. on, he missed half a season. He played half a season. He missed half a season. If you I, can't finish the game, why play it? I think what I think what you're seeing is organization organizational malpractice. It was clear Burrow's injury was more serious than they went on. Was it just calf strain? I'm, I'm starting to wonder if it's maybe a calf tear and it just hasn't fully healed yet. And what 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 I'm wondering is that. You just let him sit out the next month, and if you're if you're if you're still competitive, you bring it back. If you're not, you you just basically almost tank the season, you throw it away, you maybe trade a couple pieces to try to get some picks, and get some financial stability so that you can do some things next offseason. But the Bengals are uh, they're another loss away from having to throw the season away, and and I think they
2: should for the betterment of Joe Burrow. Here's Jamar Chase on. His reaction to not getting the ball, okay? So he believes that he could win the game if you give him the ball. You're saying there's nobody in that team that believes they can win that win that game without Joe Burrow. the The bagel, the
0: Bengals, would have the Bengals the way they are coaching and the way they are handling the situation would lead me to believe. They think whoever they are going to put in there at back of quarterback isn't going to be good enough to get them the ball. That Burrow, even an injured Burrow is still their best option. And if this and if he if he's their best option, I don't want to see their. I would want to see the back of quarterback. But for the betterment of Burrow, they probably should play him. AJ McCarron. I mean, they got to they have to do something because what they're doing isn't working. And you're and you the more you keep putting Burrow out there
2: and exposing him to hits and just wear and tear. I could guarantee you, I don't the other like quarterbacks that. that are backing up Joe Burrow do not have, or probably most of the backup quarterback quarterbacks in the NFL do not have and have not played at a higher level than AJ McCarron in the past nine months. That's a fact. I mean, with the exception of Taylor Heineke,
0: I, I don't even know who most of their backups are. I think their backup is maybe Jake Browning. I don't think he's ever played in the NFL before. I mean, at that, at this point, your best option is probably just to play AJ McCarron because he has a little bit of an NFL experience. And he's probably thrown the ball in meaningful games more recently than I, I know he didn't play in the preseason. But you're they're, they're, they're Probably AJ McCarron.
2: Yeah, I mean that'd be. I mean, if you're trying to protect Joe Burrow and and save him, why not have AJ play a few games to give Joe Burrow some rest on his leg and let his fucking calf heal? Well, th-
0: they played the Cardinals next week, and I don't think the Cardinals are an automatic W for them. I mean, no. I- it wouldn't shock me if the Cardinals are favored going into that game right right now, since he's a three point favorite. I mean, if you're looking for a underdog pick, the Cardinals winning that game would not, would not surprise me at all. If you're the Bengals, you play the Cardinals, the the Seahawks and the 49ers in your next three games. You have a bye week after the Seattle game before you play the 49ers, but that's your season. Those three games are your season. The question is, are you going to try to get your quarterback healthy or are you going to have him tough through it and you hope he doesn't get hurt? And then if you're one in, at that point, if you're one and six, you just sit, burrow, and you let him get healthy, and you just you take the L on the season. And they're just they're in a they're in a tough spot. But I think it's better just to take the L on the season, get the high pick, get an offensive lineman, and then maybe trade a couple pieces off the team to try to get more picks, to try to to try to
2: remake the team the team's talent. Well, that was one of the things that the the Bengals were one of the focuses on the, on the my lead in for their for the show is if t- if. Where is it at? Is T. Higgins out for the rest of the season? I know he sustained a rib injury, yeah, but it doesn't seem like he's going to be off that long,
0: or at least he thinks he's going to be off that long. But when it comes to a rib issue, it could be a, re, a reoccurring thing if it doesn't heal right. So my guess is he'll probably miss a week and then be back. Uh, if you look at it, they have two games before the bye week. If they can get him through two, if they can get him a, a week of rest versus the Cardinals and then you play him versus the Seahawks, you go into the bye week, I think he probably should be fine. But it once again the Bengals are in a spot where it's probably better to rest T Higgins, but because they're still trying to win, they probably don't, and it could be an injury that gets worse if he plays
2: and gets hurt again. Yes. Um and in that division, you have uh David um Ajabo Ajabo. Oh yeah, from the Ravens. Yeah. Who's possibly out for the rest of the year? That if you actually do sit AJ McCarron and the, the Ravens' defense can't step up. That might be beneficial for you long-term, is all I'm saying. I just think the Bengals are in a tough spot because they're,
0: they're, there's two things you know. It's the, the Ravens have a pretty good team, and when Lamar is healthy, they're going to be a solid team. They already have lost the game to the Browns, and if Deshaun's, if Deshaun's somewhat healthy, they're probably going to be able to get around 90-10
2: wins. Any thoughts on Kyle Vanoy?
0: Uh, he's a he's a veteran player. You like him? He's a nice he's a nice utility player.
2: Do you think um, he can keep that that Baltimore defense bolstered up? Uh,
0: I mean i i if you if you I would think if you're relying on Van Noy at this point in his career to be an every down player, that's a problem. But he's a nice situational player who has a lot of experience. He's played a lot of big games. That
2: that's what you want him there for is just
0: to be a rotational player.
2: I just wanted to put asset because the the uh, job factor. Um, okay, and who's your number two?
0: Matt Jones, he's a bum. He's not good. He's terrible. Uh, the, the Patriots got it wrong in quarterback. If you look at the 2021 draft class right now, all, basically all of those quarterbacks have gone through significant struggles. Trevor Trevor Lawrence looks like he's probably the best of them, and he's and he's played the he's played the best football of them for the longest ex, 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 extended amount of time. But you look at it, Trevor Lawrence, number one pick. He's had his ups and downs. Zach Wilson, obviously, we know he's had his ups and down, and it's mostly been down. Trey Lance, he's a backup right now for Dallas. Justin Fields on a team that might end up trading him by the end of the season. Pittsburgh. And then Mac Jones, he he had half a decent season as a rookie where the defense was rolling and they were asking him not to make mistakes, but eventually. By the end of the season, it kind of all unraveled on him, and he's really never recovered. Now he had Bill Bryant, or he had Matt Patricia as his office coordinator last season, which n- not great. But even this year with Bill Bryant, it, it doesn't look like he's the guy they're going to have to do something at quarterback. I agree with that. My third told you so, Josh McDaniels. He's an idiot. Just fire him. Terrible. I read an
2: article recently. It got a lot of clicks. Fired Josh McDaniels yesterday. Bring back Chucky, and, and if you look at if you look at how the Raiders played, Aiden O'Connell got hit a
0: lot. He, he took some bad sacks. He he looked like a young quarterback who they put they were putting a lot of pressure on, and they didn't really devise a good game plan around him. He got sacked seven times. Yeah, and if you look at him, he just he was holding on to the ball a lot. He wasn't sure where would go. That's on the coach. You got to give him some easy throws. You got to call plays where it's maybe one or two person. Plays that he, that he has the ball to.
2: You have to he, help. He, Josh McDaniels is losing that locker room because even the past recent weeks, Devonte Adams has come out saying that he doesn't. He's not. A, he's not a loser. He's not used to losing. He wants to win. And just I think yesterday, uh, Josh Jacobs came out and said it's frustrating. I'm tired of, of losing. Just keeping at one hundred. Tired of fucking losing, man. Yeah, and I mean, that's coming from Josh Jacobs, who I've been hard on all this year. Because he has not performed to the elite level he's supposed to be performing at. Well, and I think you saw you saw him start to play pretty well in this game. I mean, he
0: only had seventy carries for fifty-eight yards. He had eight catches for eighty one yards. I felt like he had a little bit of burst. It just they're not helping their court. You gotta help your young quarterback out. You gotta even even for that means you you gotta simplify the offense down and maybe it hurts your chance to win. You gotta protect he's a rookie. Aiden O'Connell's a rookie quarterback. You gotta help him out. Is it and fair I to say?
2: Is, is it fair to say that Josh McDaniels is a better offensive coordinator than he is a head coach?
0: Well, I mean his his offensive coordinating skills are I coach Tom Brady. That's it. Everywhere else, everything else he's done and everything else he's touched has been terrible. Well, the I remember when he was in Denver coaching Kyle Orton, who was taking the, the Broncos to the playoffs. They were good for half a season, and then they missed the playoffs.
2: Yes. Well, I thought yeah. they won the playoffs that year. No, they the playoffs. They lost the Chiefs and missed the playoffs. I know he's a cheater. I know that. So. Is it too much for him? We obviously we obviously haven't even established through previous years of doing this. I think Bill Belichick's um, uh, uh, tree, a coaching coaching tree, is horrible. I think he's
0: the benefit of having a good relationship with Tom Brady. That Tom Brady knows how he kind of wants to run the offense. He had a good relationship with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels had a good relationship with Brady, and they could and they kind of they could piece together an offense and. They they knew what each other liked, and you could build an offense when there's when there's a relationship that good. Mm-hmm. Outside of having that with Tom Brady, he's he was with the Rams and Sam Bradford, it was a complete mess. He was with the Broncos as their head coach, complete mess. Got fired really quickly after they brought him in and gave him a lot of power. He has been a mess basically everywhere he's been when it, when Brady is not there to bail him out, and that's and that's what we're seeing right now is that the Raiders are a complete mess. And and this game was only close because. The Chargers head coach Brandon Staley is kind of an idiot, and they just make a lot of mistakes. That the Chargers winning this game by only seven points should show you that you should fire your coach right now. I know you absolutely. just absolutely you should fire your coach absolutely. Running. Like th- this game shouldn't have even been closed. The Raiders didn't play anywhere toward the, the Raiders. If the Raiders had played
2: fifteen other teams, they would have lost by thirty points. Absolutely. I uh, yeah, that's. This division, our division, AFC West, is a clusterfuck. It's a shit. It's a shit show right now. It, and the, that, co- that includes the Chiefs. The coaching is
0: for three of the teams. The coaching is just dreadful. Sean Payton talked a lot of stuff. It's been bad. Oh, they got lucky against the Bears, another one of the five worst teams in the NFL. They win. The I've Raiders. Never been, I've never been high on um, Sean Payton either. And then, and then you have the Chargers, who clearly, when they when they're gonna play good teams. And teams with uh, uh, good opposing quarterbacks, they're going to lose those games. They, okay, you're beating up on the Raiders, you beat up on the Vikings, whatever. When you play teams like the Chiefs, when you play teams like the Bills, when you, when you play these better teams, you play team even a team like the Dolphins, you're going to lose those games. Yes. Like, I'm, at, I'm at the point where I don't really, like, people talk, about, oh, look at how good Herbert, his numbers were. Herbert, like, oh, look how good his numbers were this week or this week. Or, oh, man, it, it, it's this guy's fault or that guy's fault or this guy's hurt. It's like, Herbert kind of is what he is. We all know what the Chargers are. It just, because Herbert has had some big numbers, people don't want to admit the fact that, like, this team is really average, and their coaching's bad, and they're just a complete mess. They need to just kind of hit reset, and then people are gonna, going to continue to talk themselves into the Chargers when they absolutely should be arguing to just kind of blow the team up. And you can keep Herbert. Obviously, you've paid him, but you you, you got to hit, re, hit reset on this team. This team just... At best, they're a fringe playoff team that'll probably lose in the
2: playoffs in a weird way. And Justin Herbert did indeed sustain a broken middle finger on his uh, non-throwing hand on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders after coming into contact with Raiders lineman Max Crosby's face mask.
1: And and, and th- that's just Herbert will probably be fine,
0: but it's just it's just with it with the Chargers, it's a comedy of errors. Austin Eckler gets hurt. Mike Williams gets hurt. They they uh, Bosa's hurt. Like they just they're not a team that I think can't consistently win games because I think their coaching puts them at a disadvantage. Yeah, you can beat teams like the Vikings. You can beat teams like the Raiders. They play the Cowboys next week. Does anybody think they're going to beat the Cow- Now, I mean, I know the Cowboys lost to the Cardinals, but I think the Cardinals have actually shown their coaching might be okay. Their their coaching might be okay. Um, they play the Cowboys. And the Chiefs back-to-back, that's going to be – those are two tough games.
2: So, J.C. Jackson
0: – They're going to buy a bye week this, or this next week, and then they play the Cowboys and the Chiefs. That's, those are two tough games, that back-to-back.
2: So, J.C. Jackson, um, on his demotion um, with, with the L.A. Chargers, uh, last week against the Vikings, the Chargers' uh, defensive back J.C. Jackson was a healthy scratch as the Chargers would hold on to defeat the Vikings on the road. To many, J.C. Jackson was expected to play entering this week's game. But as game day approached, the Chargers decided to scratch him from the game from the game entirely. Following Sunday's game, a report surfaced of an active arrest warrant for Jackson, which was issued in Massachusetts for an unpaid speeding ticket during his tenure with the New England Patriots. It remains uncertain of scratching, if um, scratching Jackson from the game was punishment for the ticket incident, which I think it's bullshit because you want your team to win no matter what. Make him find his ass, but you want to win no matter
1: what.
0: That's just my opinion. Yeah. And then my fourth, my fourth, told you so, was the Chargers, and they're still the Chargers. (laughs) They've been the Chargers for, what, the last 10 years, you would say? It's bad coaching. Their quarterback is usually going to have the ball late. Or their defense is just going to try to hold on for dear life late in the game. And that's that's what happened in this game is them just holding on for life late in the game against a backup quarterback who was, who was struggling with a head coach who is kind of an idiot. So that that game was a complete clusterfuck. And then my fifth told you so is the Steelers. They put too much faith in Kenny Pickett. They thought Kenny Pickett, They put, they went all in with Kenny Pickett, and they thought he was going to be the guy, and... It has worked out. Now I know he got hurt this game; he couldn't finish. But if you look at the Steelers, their roster is pretty good. I, I don't think it's as good as other people say it is. But like they they have a I think a fringe playoff roster that with a good quarterback, they'd be a playoff team, and they're not even close. Well, um, he may not play next week. Yeah, yeah, may not play next week with the knee
2: injury. <laughs> True. He used to say the bone bruise in his um in his name. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting to see what happens there against the Ravens coming up this week. So those are your five surprises, five I told you so's, and five disappointments. Um, who's your best team in the AFC, Jess? I uh, know you're not going to like it. It's still the Chiefs. How? The you, Chiefs know, are, you know I'm the, a diehard I was born and raised in Kansas City, but the way the, they've been playing, Jess, has been sloppy. They're the only proven team in the AFC. The, the, Bengal, the
0: Bengals... The Bengals would probably be the second, but they're clearly a mess
2: right now. The Bengals. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't put. I know you don't like him because of the, his his recent history, but I'm surprised you didn't put the Bills up there. To be honest with you.
0: Well, let me well, tell you why I'm not putting the Bills right there. Every year early in the season, the Bills are putting up a lot of points. They're beating up on teams, and, and oh man, people talk about look at look how explosive they are. They're going to be Super Bowl favorites. They're Super Bowl contenders. And then what happens? Late in the season, their offense takes a step back, and they lose games they shouldn't lose. I don't trust the Bills at all. the The Bills are the prime example of the team that wins the game in September and October, and then when it gets late in the season, they get their ass kicked. That's fair. That's fair. The, um, I, 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 I don't. I, I don't I, I could argue the the entire. The reason people the reason people are going to consider the Bills as a contender isn't because they oh man they score forty eight points. It's because look how well josh now played in that one playoff game if you look at his track record outside of that chiefs game where he basically played as well as you could and still lost his his track record in playoffs wasn't that good like look how good they were early in the season i know he had the elbow injury last season but that team barely beat a third string quarterback with the dolphins last year in the playoffs like yes against the Bengals, he was a complete disaster i know it looks good early in the season but let's not pretend like in week 1 against the against the same jets team you I mean, two three awful picks and look like the same Josh Allen. Like that's just what Josh Allen is. Sometimes it sometimes it'll be good, sometimes it'll be bad and
2: usually it gets worse later on in the season. I'm going to give you my uh, best team in the AFC, okay? My best team in the AFC is the Colts. I really think that top to bottom they are the strongest competitive team with a Houston Texans team on their ass. So um, because they played more consistently than the Chiefs, they played more consistently, we said with the exception of the Dolphins. You made a great point earlier. The Dolphins have beaten nobodies. This was the real test. So I'm not going to have them in the conversation. Um, and that's fair, but I still think that they're up there; they're, they're top five teams still because of their offense. Um, And you said that Tyreek got hurt, and I didn't see the game, so I'm just going off of what you said. and I believe everything well, I, you
0: said. it looks serious, but I mean, it looked like he took a helmet to the knee. So we'll see.
2: We'll I think see. Like Thirty-three yards, it said. So uh, yeah, um, well,
0: that game huh? just got away from the Dolphins. It, it started out as a back-and-forth game, and then it just got away from the Dolphins. Um, so I, I'm, I'm gonna say the Colts. Um,
1: but before I go into the NFC. Josh McDaniels should be fired. Sean Payton should be fired. Um,
2: Bill Belichick needs to retire. It's time. Your your schemes to come up with against great, not even great offenses, but decent offenses, it's archaic. It's time to to leave.
0: I think Belichick is going to try to stay until he finds another quarterback. I don't think he wants to go out as the...
2: But, well, yes, Brady... we've talked about this in previous shows. He has the duty to draft these guys. Uh, his, I, I... His, his drafting pedigree is horrible.
0: I don't think he wants to go out as the guy who, oh, man, look how great he was, and then Brady left, and then
2: he was awful as a head coach. Well, Robert Kraft better come up with a decision soon because Bill, Belichick, Bill Belichick's ego is going to cost him any type of success because Matt Jones is not it. <laughs> Bill Belichick is not it. If you want to put Bill Belichick in an office position, maybe that's something. But not in charge of your draft picks. He has fucked up completely.
0: Um, well, and the Patriots have been competitive in most of their games this year. They just, you saw them against a real team with the Cowboys. That It was motivated coming off a bad Cardinals loss. And they
2: absolutely throttled them. I think he's been an overrated coach most of his career. He's 61 and 76, I believe. Without Tom Brady. Well,
0: I mean, Belichick is the greatest defensive mind in, in the NFL's history.
2: I don't agree with that. I'm going to go with Bill Parcells because I, I saw it.
0: He invented himself over the course of 20 years. Up until this game, the Patriots defense had been fine. The problem is their offense is just a complete disaster, and they keep trying it with Matt Jones, and it just, it's just not working. But if you look at it, they won three Super Bowls with Brady kind of being just a game manager, and the NFL was completely different back then when you could That's win. That's fair playing defense and run game. And then they won three more with Brady later. And when it was mainly Brady kind of being the catalyst two and two of the three, it was just Brady bleeding late game drives. And then you look at the last one versus the Rams. They just, the Rams, they they couldn't match up with their coaching and both circles around McVeigh, Like Belichick is Belichick. At least as a few in 2018, 2019 was a great coach, but he hasn't, he hasn't adapted or changed his ways enough to, to open up his offense.
2: And, Tom Brady left, and he went downhill. And then we go
0: with Mac Jones, and Mac Jones just he's, he's a he a quarterback you can't win with. No. He doesn't do anything well. He can't move. He just he has really bad turnovers. He's he's the definition of just average to below average. Real quick, the, and bef- before I go anywhere else, first, the, the, go ahead. Oh, and no, I'm just saying, he Mac Jones is very mid. Like he he just he's you can't really win with that style of quarterback
1: anymore.
2: Top three. um, Those top three coaches are the ones who deserve to be fired. Four and five. It will be the chargers at number four, their head coach and number five. If it's, it's a tie between Sala from the jets and the head coach from the Vikings. If Minnesota keeps losing games, he's got to go. Because Kirk Cousins isn't the problem.
0: Um. Yeah, I just... I don't think the offense is the problem for Minnesota. I think it's the fact that their defense isn't that great, and they've just had bad situations. They've been bad in situational moments. Um, yes. um, I, I, it, it's obvious, though, the Vikings want to move off Kirk Cousins, and I think that's kind of the problem, is that the, the Vikings, if you look at their team... They had a chance, like they had a chance versus the Chargers. They probably should have won that game. Kirk Cousins throws a pick late. Kirk Cousins was really bad against the Buccaneers, and then against against Eagles, they couldn't get one stop. And they had a couple bad turnovers, and they couldn't get a stop. Correct. I, I don't think it's that the Vikings are a bad team. I just think they're clearly not committed to their quarterback. The quarterback has had he's been bad in two of the four big moments this season. Against the Chargers and against the Buccaneers, in games they could have won. And it's it, it just it's it's pretty obvious we're headed to uh, for a split between those two but between the Vikings and uh Kirk Cousins. So it it just, it just feels like they're a fairly average team with a pretty good offense, not a great defense. They're gonna put up some numbers, Kirk Cousins' is gonna play well, but they clearly don't want to commit to him long term and they're gonna try to draft a quarterback.
2: Correct. Um I agree with you hundred percent. Um the worst, I'm sorry, uh, so we did the best team in the AFC. I said the Colts and you said the Chiefs, the best team in the NFC. Who do you have?
0: I want to say it's the 40. I want to say it's the 49ers. I will still go I go back to the Cowboys. I I just trust the Cowboys. Really? I trust the Cowboys quarterback more than the 40 than the 49ers. I I will not trust Brock Purdy until he beats a team. That is any good that I know the Cardinals have played OK and they played above what I think their levels of what their talent level is this season up so far. And they sure. won thirty five to sixteen over the Cardinals until Brock Purdy beats a quarterback or a team that I think is good. <laughs> I'm not going to be trusting the 49ers that it's great. You're putting up big numbers. You're beating the Cardinals. OK, you play the you play the Cowboys next week. You win that game win the game versus the Cowboys and you can and I I'll think highly of Brock Purdy. Now, I know they beat the Cowboys last year and they beat them in the last two years. But I like I feel like you're gonna get a really motivated Cowboys team because Okay, if if, if, if this if is your Cowboys, logic If the Cowboys don't win this game, they're on they're out of the contend. Like they're not gonna win the Super Bowl this year. I don't care what they do the rest of the season, they're not a
2: real contender if they don't win this game. If this is your logic, and if, if I'm if I'm not supposed to say the San Francisco 49ers. I'd have to go with the Detroit
1: lions. Oh
0: uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're not, if you're not filling the Eagles, like I am, like I'm not, I, I think the Eagles, I think, it. I think the Eagles kind of got the benefit of having. The, the Eagles could be, be very easily. Ha, have a loss or two. If a cover, if a couple things break a different way. And I know it's, you can't, you take the win, and a win is a win, and you move on to the next week. Eagles clearly look like they have some problems. So I can see why you would, would think of the Lions as the best team. I just think, man, that team has a – I think that team has a low ceiling.
2: So I'm going to go with the Lions. I think the Lions are the best team in the in the NFC. Going off of your logic, I'm going to say that the, the, the Detroit Lions are the best team in the, in the NFC. Would you agree with me about 49ers, though? Or what, what do you think? Because I just – I can't no, – consider- well, This is why I changed my – my my pick because i was gonna to say top to bottom defense i think they're fantastic now i will say that the, the the lions defense which was a huge problem for the past for all last year um has stepped up so much yeah um, i want to see them versus i want to see them versus they've played they've played a they played the chiefs they played the seahawks and they played the falcons and they played the packers they,
0: they played the chiefs team that was clearly having issues on offense the the thing versus Seattle, where Seattle actually has real weapons, is a concern. That when the Lions actually start playing teams that can throw the ball and catch the ball, they're gonna have problems. Because I would say with the Chiefs in Week One, they could they could throw the ball, they could not catch the ball.
2: Well, let me just tell you this: after this week coming up, which I think that the Packers are, uh, the Panthers are a um, what do you call that, Jess? Um, it's like a setup. Um, trap game. I'm sorry, trap game. Yes, a, it's a tra- it's a trap game. That's what I see it as. Um, I see it as a trap game. I can see I see them winning though. I see I see yeah, that they will bit- probably win. But they have the Buccaneers. They have the Ravens. They have the Raiders. They have the Chargers. Right after that, the Buccaneers is- are going to be a great game. This is a big moment for the Lions because
0: this uh, the the Panther. They're playing the Panthers, who are a winless team, who haven't really been competitive the week before you before you play the Bucs who have been a good surprising team and look like they could be one of the better teams in the nfc this this is the game that if you're lions you take care of business and then you head into that buccaneers game without basically any distractions you take care yep. of business panthers and then you head into the bucks game and we'll see how good you are but yeah this panthers you beat the panthers and you play the bucks and then you show us how good you truly are yes but yeah the, yeah this, this this is a big game for the lions like if the lions are not the old lions they will beat the panthers but the last thing you want to see is for them to come out and brush on to light them up with the team that's had a ton of issues offensively so uh, yeah i i agree with your take this, this is definitely this would be the biggest trap game of the week i think
2: i agree um so going to the worst team in the afc who do you have Mm, I I will still say the Denver Broncos despite the
0: fact they won. They they won because the Bears just happened to suck worse than them.
2: See, it's tough because I. <sighs> that you I can't be like excited. About it. Huh?
0: Uh, I was gonna say you can't be excited about. It. I mean, I know they won and a win is a win, but the Bears were so bad in the second half, and I it didn't feel like. It doesn't. It feel. Like, it feels like the Broncos. Despite the fact they won, it could get blown out next week. Okay, if so they play.
2: If I if I say they the, the Jets, game?
0: and I I I would pick the Jets to win that game because everybody's cooking the Broncos' defense. I think there's a chance Zach Wilson goes off on that defense.
2: <laughs> oh God, I don't think so. Um, I would say it's a tie between the Titans and. Oh, the Titans oh, won. Though. They they look yeah, good. The Titans are the Raiders. I don't like Derrick Henry. Um, I still think that the, the defense for Tennessee sucks. And the only thing that they're doing positive is like I've been saying for fucking years, there's nobody, nobody who can beat the Titans when they're playing, when they're doing play action 24 seven because Tannehill is that great at doing play action because their protection sucks. So he's got to get that fucking ball out quick. So I, I, it's just tough. I, I want to say, I, like I said, I'm not gonna. I want to say the Titans, but because I still don't think Derrick Henry's good. Um, I don't even think he's good. He's just lucky. Um, I, I, I guess I'm gonna like go a, with the Raiders. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. You sound like a certified hater. I'm gonna go with the Raiders, um, and it's not anything to do really with the entirety of the team, but the head coach and and Daniels, which has just made that team so much worse than it should be because they have all the talent in the world. Um, Worst team in the NFC, who do you have?
0: Oh, I think the Panthers are probably the worst team, but they have a young quarterback. They don't have a ton of weapons. Like That's a team that's clearly trying to build. The Bears, the, the Bears are the worst team in the NFC. They just are a complete mess, and they're probably going to fire everybody. Like, they... That team is a dumpster fire. Even when they even when they have their good moments, it's followed up with them just falling apart.
2: I'm gonna say the Giants. That's also the Giants came into the season also a dumpster with, fire with so many huh? Also a dumpster fire. Yes, with so many with so much more expectations. I believe more so than actually the the Bears because of last year, and Danny Dimes has been Danny trash, Danny trashes, um, really really bad. And uh, I mean I don't I don't know what, what's the, what's the positive on the team at all. There's oh, well, there's nothing. Yeah. Okay, so we've established those. Let me go into my let me spew this out real quick. The Atlanta Falcons, if they don't start Taylor Heineke this week, and they refused to. You heard the commentators and the announcers, if you watched that game at all, um, which was the only game I watched of this week, mainly, if Taylor Heineke went from number like 24th to 26th trending in the United States to start over Ritter, and he went to number four because people are so pissed, why aren't you starting Taylor Heineke? Who's a proven commodity of a quarterback that can win you a game? They're down three scores. He's the type of quarterback to come back and get you three scores to put you in the game. And you refuse to do it. And what's what's their head coach? Arthur. Um, Arthur Smith. Smith. Fire him. He's he has he has to be number six on the list of the head coaches to be fired midway through the se- before the season gets gets over with.
0: Yeah. Yes. Mean- go ahead. Oh, I, I can see why they're trying to give Ritter a run. They drafted him in the third round. They're like, he's a young quarterback. They're going to, they want to see what he has, but he's been so bad that Taylor Heineke, I think would at least this team would probably be three in one. If Taylor Heineke was the quarterback. Absolutely.
1: It, they won really that, that game. They won was a really good game. And then boom,
2: he's not the answer. And if you're refusing to do it out of spite to protect your fucking ego upstairs in the front office, again, you're not doing the right thing for your team. Yeah, I mean, R- Ritter's been as bad as any
0: uh, as any of the bad starting quarterbacks, like Zach Wilson. Uh, yes, some of these other guys. He just Russell Wilson. He's been he's he's been just as bad as them. Uh, and you don't really hear people talk about it because they're the Falcons, but. Taylor Heineke would be. I think he'd be such an immense upgrade. I would honestly say, if Taylor Heineke comes in for the Falcons and plays, and he's bad, that's a poor reflection of Arthur Smith. Because then, at that point, you've had no good quarterback play at all.
2: Yes. Who? Um. Who's there? Uh, oh my God! I can never think of him. Uh, the the tight end. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Why isn't he getting the ball? Can somebody answer that question? That question? Yeah, they can't get him the ball. Yeah. I mean, at at this point, you might as well just trade
0: Kyle Pitts because you Arthur Smith does not know how to use him. He's no. not incapable of using a tight end like that, which is a shame, because he is a high-level tight end
2: uh, prospect. Let's be fair; he couldn't figure out how to use Marcus Mariota last year.
0: Yeah, so Marcus Mar- has limitations, but he, uh, Marcus Mariota has limitations. But at the by the end of the season, they weren't letting him even throw the ball, and they didn't even have a functional passing offense. Like correct. I think this is I think this is more of an Arthur Smith issue than than a, than it is a quarterback talent issue, because if if Heineke comes in and he struggles. It's all Arthur Smith. If it if Heineke comes in and he plays well, then it's Arthur Smith being stubborn and playing guys that maybe fit what he wants to do, but they're not the best for the team.
2: Exactly. Well, how, even in training camp, even the people at training camp for the Falcons are saying Taylor Heineke deserves the number one starting starting job. Well, why isn't he starting? Is it because of him? Then if that's the case, the motherfucker needs to get, get out the door. Which is a shame because that's
0: a team that could win that division like that that's a winnable division and they're losing games because they don't they don't have a competitive quarterback yep the two games they've lost they've scored six points which is just unacceptable in the nfl
2: so stupid um but that's my two cents on that and it really pisses me off and if they would have had taylor heineke in there they would have beaten trevor lawrence yeah, I mean I think they would've I think they would have had a chance to win that game.
0: Uh, there was a really bad interception in there from Ritter. It's not like the Jaguars were just blowing them out. No. I I felt like the Falcons defense held up pretty well. They just they just they need a more competitive quarterback.
2: Yes, and their uh, running back is um was it Robinson? Um
0: Bijan Robinson.
2: Bijan Robinson. He he was doing good last week.
0: Yeah, it was just right. bad. It was just all they, bad. They, that team is just a mess, and Arthur Smith's stubbornness at quarterback has really been, I think, a root of the issue. Let's see, and the
2: Falcons are two and two right now, playing the Texans. That's an important game for them. That's an important game. I would start Taylor Heineke. But um, so that's everything for the week four review. Let's go into our predictions for week five. Break this down real quick, Jess. And for some reason, I'm seeing nothing but the Detroit Lions. Okay. Okay.
1: And... You wait to read off the
0: games? I have them right here. I got it right now. No, you go ahead. I can't find it. Okay, Thursday night. We're starting with Bears and Commanders. Washington is a seven-point favorite over Chicago.
2: Um, If they're only a seven-point favorite, I give it to Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears.
0: I'm taking the Commanders. Um... Oh, the, i just feel like the commanders have a functional offense and that the bears while having they, they played well against the broncos i don't trust them at all i don't trust any part of their coaching staff this could be Cam Howell is a better quarterback than justin fields no i think the coaching is much better though and i trust eric b more than i trust whoever the fuck is on chicago
2: i don't trust rodney vera and i don't trust the um well, the one the one issue the Commanders
0: gonna have is their defense has been bad, and there there is a chance this game turns into a shootout. Like we all look at this game and make fun of it, and think it's gonna be like a low scoring game like it was last year, but it wouldn't shock me if this is a game played in the thirties because I don't think either of these defenses can stop anybody.
2: Well, I can see Justin Fields having two hundred fifty
0: yards on the ground. I mean, the, the Commanders defense has just been they they've been they've been one of the bigger disappointments of the season. I, honestly, they're one of the they're one of the reasons why I think Rivera's gonna get fired. Well, he's a defensive minded coach,
2: and he's not coaching the defense well. He and Jack Del Rio have not done a good job. Of, yeah, they've not done a good job with that defense. So I'm going, Commanders.
0: I will also go, Commanders.
2: I mean, I'm going uh, Bears. You're going Commanders, okay? Yeah,
0: yeah, you're going Bears. I'm going Commanders. The next game, a 8:30 kickoff in London. Jaguars, Bills. Bills are a five and a half point favorite. Bills. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I think. I think the Jaguars' familiarity with the Bills through Andy Reid and just how he kind of had knowing how to attack the defense, I think the Jaguars have a good game plan. I think it'll be close and look for just some dumb Josh Allen play to lose. Because this is going to be the week everyone's going to hype up Josh Allen, right? What's going to happen is they're going to start out fast, the Jaguars will slowly claw their way back in, and Josh Allen will have a stupid turnover to lose the game. That's fair.
2: um, that's for scene, And it makes me hesitate because you say that, and you said they're only five and a half point. Uh, yeah, the five and a half point favorites in in the London game, eight thirty. That's tough. You know what? I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. then. they were there last week against the Falcons. I'm gonna go with them one more time.
1: The next game, Titans and Colts. The Colts are a one and a half point favorite.
0: I'm going to go Indy. Crazy. I, 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 I think have faith. Go, I think I'm going the Colts here. Yep. I just... Uh, the Titans are one of those teams that their two wins have come against teams that have kind of been not good. Uh, the, their two wins have been over the Chargers, who are have been best most of the season, and the Bengals, who have been the biggest mess of the season, other than, like, the, the Bears or the Broncos.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think that's fair.
0: And, and I just, I, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see the Titans defense versus a, a elusive quarterback like Ailey Richardson. This feels like a game
2: that if Tannehill has a couple bad turnovers, it could get ugly. Yeah, see, I see. Because you figured they've lost to the Jaguars, they've lost to the Rams, but they've beaten the Ravens, and they've beaten the Texans.
0: They've been competitive in most of these games. Which Oh, is- yeah, yeah, they have. So, so I, I trust them a little bit more than Tennessee. Tennessee is very hot and cold. They've they've been blown out a couple times, and they've had a couple close wins, or they
2: they had a blowout versus the Bengals, and then a close win versus the Chargers. And the uh, yes, you're right, exactly right. I'm I'm gonna go with the with the Colts.
0: I also, I, I'm also going with the Colts. Uh, Saints Patriots next. And this game is in New England. New England is a one and a half point
2: favorite. Trap game. That's a trap game. Oh, uh, that depends what kind of Derek Carr we get. We get. We already know what I kind of Matt Jones we're going to get, but it depends on what kind of Derek Carr we're going to get. I think this
0: game fully depends on how healthy Derek Carr is. It, Carr is. If he's not healthy and he is what he is uh, last week, the Patriots going to win this game. It'll be an ugly game. It'll be like 10 to 6. It's good. I, I, for that reason, I'm going to pick the Patriots. What
1: are,
2: what's the record? Uh, um, Saints are 2-2? Two and two? And Patriots are 1-3? and three? I'll go with the Patriots.
0: Okay, our next game, Ravens at Steelers. Baltimore's a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Ravens. Pickett Pickett may or may not play in this game. He's going to be injured coming in. Yeah, I'm going with the the Ravens. I will go with the Ravens as well. The Ravens Ravens have some injuries, but I just feel like they're a much better team, and they're much more confident than what the Steelers are. I know it's a divisional game, but this the Steelers, they they feel like they just have a lot of internal problems. Okay, next game, Texans-Falcons in Atlanta. Atlanta's a one point favorite. I'm gonna go if they don't start Heineke, I'm going with the Texans. I will go with the Texans either way. I think they I think they will win this game. I think I think it'll be a close game, but I, I like the way CJ Stroud has played, and I'm interested in seeing how the Fal- I think the Falcons are gonna play Ritter in this game, and I think they're gonna pull him, and I think that'll be the issue. That that'll be my prediction. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Yeah, I think Desmond Ritter will start this game,
2: and I think he will get pulled around halftime. And I think – But if he didn't get pulled this game, what makes you think they're going to pull him next game? I think it it could
0: get rough. It's a home game, I think. It's a little bit different when – it's a little bit different when you're in London. You can afford to kind of keep Ritter in there. This is going to be a home game, and there could be a lot of problems if if Ritter's that bad again. (laughs) So you're saying they're going to say, Heineke, Heineke. Heineke. Possibly, and I think that'll be one of the main reasons they lose the game is because I think they will wait too long to put him in.
2: That's true. Um, like I said, I'm I'm going go, if if I'm gonna go with the Texans if the Falcons decide not to put Taylor Heineke in, but if they decide to start Taylor Heineke, I'm going with the Falcons.
0: Panthers and Lions, uh, the trap game. The Panthers are in Detroit. Detroit is a nine-point favorite
2: trapped um but i'm
0: gonna go with um detroit i'm going with detroit as well i think it'll be a close game or at least i think the panthers will be able to cover the spread but i think the Lions win this game i i think this will be a game that i think this will be a game the lions have like a 10 to 14 point lead panthers get a late touchdown and technically the lines don't cover but the both lines i think will i think they'll come out and they'll play a solid game i'm with you then we have the Giants at the Dolphins. There's no line available because the Giants just played Monday Night Football. My guess is the Dolphins are probably going to be like a 7 or 8 point favorite.
2: I'm going with the Giants. Who are you going to go with the Giants? Yes.
0: I will go with the Dolphins. I think if if the Giants are any more functional offensively, I think it would be an appealing pick. But the way Daniel Jones is playing, I just can't pick them to beat anybody right now. You just don't want to
2: beat the Giants. I'm going with the fucking Dolphins.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm also going with it. I just can't pick Daniel Jones every. If I think if this was a team like maybe the even like a Falcons team where I don't even trust their offense, but their defense and they can run the ball a bit with Bijan, but like this Giants team is just a complete mess. Like this would be yep. one of the sets of the season
2: if they win this game.
0: Yep. Next we have Bengals against the Cardinals in Arizona. Cincinnati's a three point favorite.
2: I'm going with the upset. I'm going with the Arizona.
0: Now I'm also going with Arizona, too. You are? Yeah, I, I don't know why the Bengals what? are a three-point favorite. I don't know how, with what the Bengals have done offensively, how they could be a three-point favorite. Okay. I mean, may, maybe they're expecting Just and the Cardinals have played a little bit above their skis, but I I think this is a prime game to be an upset.
2: This is the prime game to be an upset, and Josh stops to have 200 yards rushing on, rushing on the ground.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, the—, the, the the Bengals one win came against the Rams team, and they just kept getting pressure on them. Maybe they could do that
2: against Dobbs, but
0: Dobbs is if he is infinitely more mobile than Matt Stafford.
2: Fuck yes, he is. Uh,
0: okay, our next game: Philadelphia Eagles against the Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles. Philadelphia is a four-point favorite. I'm going to surprise you. I'm taking the Rams.
2: I'm taking the Rams too, but I hesitate because Rams lose home games. Exactly, it's it's not a good home environment. So I can see Philly being a huge factor, at least their fans, in the stands. Unless Matthew Stafford fucking quiets him up fast and efficiently. And, and the argument, the argument for Philly
0: would be their pass rush, but I would argue the Eagles' secondary is bad, and I think this is a game Puka Nakua could go off again. Like this, yep, this is a game yep. can have 150 receiving yards again.
2: I, I'm with you 100. Um. Okay, and then we're, we're real going real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup has been in practice. Does he come back this week? I do not think so. I don't think if so. If he does come back, I'm 100% going with the Rams. Yeah, if he comes back, I think they
0: could tear a hole in the Eagles defense. Like, I I, I don't see the Eagles being able to stop two receivers like that. McVay's going to find a way to get both of those guys 150 yards if, if that's totally. what happens. Okay, then we have Jets, Broncos. This game's in Denver. Jets are the, actually, the Broncos are a two point favorite. I'm taking the Jets. Taking the Broncos. Let's yeah, just, go. The Broncos' offense looked functional against the Bears, who the Bears really haven't been able to stop anybody. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets. I think it'll be a close game. I think it's going to come down to which quarterback screws up the most. Considering it's Zach Wilson and Russell Wilson, it could li- literally this game might end in a tie because both
2: of them throw a pick last week.
0: Yeah, playing the Bears. Though. They, man, they were playing the Bears. That team stakes. saying. Um. Yeah, I, I will go with the Jets. This game, that game might be really ugly. Trap game.
2: Next game.
0: And then. And then we go, the Kansas City Chiefs at Minnesota Vikings. Chiefs are a five point favorite. I'm going Minnesota. I'm going Kansas City. I think they'll be able to. I think they're going to be able to get pressure on Kirk Cousins, and I, I think Justin Jefferson will eat. But outside of Justin Jefferson, I don't really fear any of their weapons.
2: Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm, I'm i Obviously, I want the Chiefs to win. I don't trust the Chiefs right now.
0: Yeah, I, the thing I'd say is I just don't trust the Vikings running game. Like, I don't think – like, I think Cam Akers is okay. I don't think Mattson is that great. I just – I think they have one thing they can do really well, and it's throw the ball to Justin Jefferson, and I think he'll eat. But I, I think this game will be like a 24-14 to 14 type game. I still think Chiefs offense will have some issues, but I think they'll be good enough to to move the ball on a bad Minnesota defense. Okay. And I think we'll really see how bad Minnesota's defense is. They were good against the Panthers last week, but the Panthers don't really have anybody arrow offensively. This is a test of Vikings' defense. Vikings really need a. They really need a win here. And if you're the Chiefs, you're really trying to. I think if you're the Chiefs,
2: you're motivated to fix the problems you had offensively last week. And that's fair. And you know, the only thing that concerns me with that game was the, actually the game management by the head coach, who should be on the on the chopping block coming up pretty soon. If he if he loses this game, it's over. The Vikings then we have, have no, no way of coming back in. in that oh, yeah, the Vikings are—I well, don't think they would—but they,
0: they're about a lost their away from having to consider about trading Kirk Cousins. Yep. Who also, if the Falcons aren't going to go to Heineke, why don't you try to call up the Vikings about Kirk Cousins? Yep, yep. Um, and then, then we're going to finish. our – okay. We have two more games: the Sunday night football game, Cowboys at uh, Cowboys at 49 Niners. Games in San Francisco. Sam This is a four-point favorite. This is tough. This is going to be a great game. This is a game the Cowboys have to win. If you, you can't call yourself a contender if you lose this game again.
2: Absolutely correct.
0: Because it, was, it wasn't like in that playoff game last year that Brock Purdy lit everyone on fire. It was that Dak kept on the interceptions, their offense was a mess, and they couldn't, they couldn't take advantage when they had a chance to take the lead. Yep. So this is a game I think the Cowboys are ultra-motivated motiv- in. I, t- I am taking the Cowboys.
2: I'm going to go with the 49ers, but I'm with you a thousand percent. Yeah, this this is this is going to have a game. If, if you're the Cowboys lose this game, I don't want to hear you talking about Super Bowl again. I think the defense is just a little bit better on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I don't think that the quarterback is that strong, but I see your argument. Um, I think the head coach is a lot better than Mike McCarthy.
0: That that's part of the problem is you're the, you're looking at Kyle Shanahan going up against Mike McCarthy. Kyle Shanahan, obviously, the better coach. It, it it's gonna to me. This is this is this is a big game for Purdy. Like, well, when they played last year, it wasn't like Purdy was lighting the Cowboys on fire. It was a it was a low scoring defensive game. They got away from
2: the Cowboys. Yes,
0: it, the the Cowboys had a chance to take control of it, and they didn't because. By and I
2: see that the offensive line for the Forty Nine ers is better than the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Yeah, th- yeah. Th- th- this is I think this is this is a great Sunday Night Football game. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a fun game. I'm I'm gonna go with the Cowboys and up. In a in a small win. I'm with you.
2: Uh, I am with you 40, on everything you said, but I'm going with the 49ers. Like, yeah.
0: And then Monday night football. Packers at Raiders. Game games in Vegas. Packers are two more favorites. I'm going with the Raiders. I'm gonna go with the Packers. I I do not trust Josh McDaniels. I will probably not pick Josh McDaniels in most of these games. I just think he's an awful head coach. He doesn't really know what he's doing, and that basically sums up what I think about it. Yeah, I'll go with the okay. Packers. I'm going to go with the Raiders, because what you said about... Um, for the Packers, or just to finish up, the Packers, it's important to start fast. They started so slow against the Lions. Yes. That it it really killed them. I think this is a get right game for Jordan Love, because the Raiders' defense is genuinely awful. It is.
2: But I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs and the... The Raiders, because of what you said about Josh Jacobs, where you think he found himself, well, that tells me that gives me confidence in my pick because it's okay if Jimmy can't do it, Josh Jacobs can do it. And the more pressure you take off Jimmy, the more he'll be like, you know what, Devontae's down there somewhere. I'm gonna throw the ball to him. Um, Jacoby Myers is down there somewhere. I'm gonna throw the ball to him. Um, and that's if 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 Jimmy comes back from his uh, shoulder injury, I believe he suffered.
0: I thought I think it was a
2: concussion. Concussion. Okay. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. So, um, if he comes back and he's healthy, then um, I definitely see them winning.
0: Yeah, I just uh, I'm not gonna be picking the Raiders very much. I just I I don't trust their coaching staff at all. That's fine. That's fair. Deservedly so. And that will do it. That's gonna do it for our week five predictions. Anything else you want to add before we close the show up? Uh, I think what we're seeing is that they're in the AFC. I think. You have two teams that I think, once again, are going to be the top two teams. And the question is just going to be, can the Chiefs figure figure it out what their weapons are They have to trade for somebody. And with the Bills, it's, can you do it late in the season? Because that's something that has been their issue, is them losing games late in the season. And that okay, you're doing great in September, October, but when we get to December, going into January, they have trouble finding themselves. So you have that. And with the Chiefs, it's basically do you have to trade for another receiver or is one of these guys going to emerge? But I think it's pretty clear that the Chiefs and Bills are probably the top two teams in the AFC. I, I don't know about you. I, 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 I know you picked the Colts as the best team this week, but long term, I think those are the those are your two best teams. I think you have a team like the Colts who they've limited weapons and I don't really trust what I'm saying from them. They feel like a team that is playing with fire because the quarterback plays with fire a lot and he can easily get injured, and the Texans, I just don't think, have the talent to compete with the top-tier teams.
2: Yes, I agree. Um, that, that's a fair statement. Um, I will say that closing week four out, you really see that there's no team really above and beyond number two. Um, I think this is through my entire life I've seen football that I've never seen such an even even playing field across the whole board for the NFL. No one team sticks out that much.
0: Well, the one team you would say maybe is the 49ers, but they have not played. I don't think Brock Purdy's played a quarterback.
2: And that's what I'm saying. After you said that, I'm like, well, that's fair. So it makes me, you know, rethink some of the things I've said.
0: Yeah, people will point to him playing the Cowboys in the playoffs. And if you watch that game, that was a game the Cowboys very easily could have won, but they kept turning the ball over and they weren't aggressive late in the game when they had a chance to really take control of the game wasn't like Brock, Brock pretty played great. He made one great throw to George Kittle, but that, that entire game was not anything to write home about from Brock pretty. Absolutely. And I still have questions about him when they play the teams that can score points. Is Brock going to be able to put up points against them? So it's one thing to do it against the Cardinals. It's one thing to do it against some of these other teams that they've played. Um, in particular, I look at Steelers, Steelers, just probably one of the more disappointing teams this year. The Rams—they played a pretty close game with. Uh, the Rams were kind of undermanned, and they just—they didn't have the talent to to keep it up. The Giants are a mess, and the Cardinals are a uh, uh, competitive, but un- like they—they are a underpowered team. You play the next two weeks. You play the Cowboys, and then you play the Browns. We'll see if Deshaun Watts comes back, but those that, those going to be two tests, I think, for yes. the four in whether Brock Purdy is going to be able to do this for an entire season or not.
2: And the Browns had an off week this week, correct?
0: Yeah, De- Deshaun Watson didn't play. They got blown out by the Ravens. That's something we also got to keep an eye on too. Is Deshaun Watson is, is he is Mister Nasty Man going to be able to play, or mm-hmm. what's going on with him?
2: Well, I'm saying they had a bye, they have a bye week this week, right?
0: I the Browns. Let's see. They do have a bye week this week. They're on the they're, that that's going to be an interesting game. The the Browns going to play four coming off a of bye. Y- you would think Deshaun Watson plays by then, but I guess we'll see how serious the shoulder injury is. Who's
2: who's the other team that doesn't play this week? Uh, Bears.
1: No, um, no, they play. They play the Thursday game. Uh, Bucks. No. Yep, Buccaneers.
2: They don't play this week.
0: And yeah. It, so Browns
2: and Bucks have a bye week, folks. And,
0: and then I think what we're seeing in the NFC, too, just to finish this up, is there are three teams that I think are kind of above everyone else. And then we're starting to see the middle tier form in the NFC, which is the Lions and the Bucks. Lions, Bucks, and Seattle. I think you have three teams with the 49ers, Eagles, and Cowboys, which is your top tier. And then that second tier starting form with the Lions, Bucks, and Seahawks.
2: I would put the Rams up there too. To be fair,
0: I think the Rams can play themselves into the second tier. Yes, I wouldn't put them there. I still want to see another win, but I, I would not. I'm not. I wouldn't disagree with you putting them there right now.
2: That's fair. Um, I think that's about wraps it up, right, Jess? Yeah. Well, um, great episode. Great week. Of the NFL, hopefully this week coming up, I'm not sick and I can watch everything and experience everything and go from there. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us for Week Four review. We can't wait to see you next week for Week Five. Um, please like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever you can find somebody. We'll be there. Look up Fin Flam Sports and thank you for joining us for Week Four review of the Referendum Podcast with Big John and Jesse J. Jesse, you have a great one. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Referendum Podcast brought to you by Finn Flam Sports. We would like to invite you to like us on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you can find somebody, we are there. TikTok, please like, subscribe, follow, whatever you can do to give us your support. We truly appreciate it. We hope to see you next time. You don't. What's happening in the world today? You don't. You don't. You don't. We need to make a change one day. What's happening?